again to our podcast, aka Mapping the Tropes, where we talk about a different romance trope in each episode. My name is Adriana. I'm Paola. And I'm Marianne. And today we're tackling vacation romances. Hell yeah. Aruba, Jamaica. Oh, I wanna take you to Bermuda. Let's go on a so, trip. Yeah. Let's go down to Kokomo. And um, could <laughs> the person who shows the trope explain why they chose it? Um, and if they could sort of ex- give us a little bit of background on, on, on the trope. Well, I suggested it because, well, if I'm being completely honest, I was reading a book at the time and it had a vacation trope. So I thought, you know, why not suggest it? Uh, exactly. Suggest it. But honestly, I just really like vacation, like movies about vacations, books about vacations, fanfics about vacations. I just think it's such a good trope to explore because whatever happens on vacation stays on vacation, supposedly. But when it's romance, God, it just hits different (laughs) because the characters are always like, oh, it's only the vacation. After this, we won't see each other again. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Things feel temporary, but but and because it's temporary, it feels stronger, you know? Yeah, it's like we're we're in having like rose-colored glasses. We're away from our reality or our day-to-day lives. And we can sort of suspend our belief and be like, you know what? I can poke up with someone during my vacation <laughs> or some or something of the sorts. And honestly, like, you know, when we're packing for a trip or something, we're always like, oh, let me take my best outfit. What if I see mm-hmm. someone cute around and I, I want to like hook up with them or something? So, <laughs> so, so reading and having these tropes, we just, we just live our best lives, you know, our, our best whole lives. <laughs> Viviendo nos la película. Viviendo nos la película. We're exactly. living the movie. We're, you know, Correct. we're imagining and fantasizing and romanticizing the hell out of a vacation. We are the main characters after all. (laughs) Obviously. Um, But like, even though like the reality of like vacations is usually like either you're with your family and you're like, (laughs) how am I going to meet the one when I'm trying to fight my brother over the time we're supposed to go to to bed, you know? Yeah. When you're sharing the, like the room with every single member (laughs) of your family, it's like... (laughs) How am I supposed to find a romance in this situation? I want a bed sharing trope, but not with my family. <laughs> That's why some, some tropes don't work in POC um, households or, or, or protagonists in our case. Correct. Uh, especially like third world char- main characters. Because it's just like a thing. Like our family wants to save all the money. Like it's okay. We can go on vacation. But we will share every thing together. Because it's cheaper that way. And it's like every waking moment together. Because nothing's better than family time. Oh my god. (laughs) When you see these movies. And it's like oh we're all going to separate. And we won't see each other all day. That does not work. That I cannot do that. Ever. It's so weird. Like, <laughs> that only happened to me once. That's never happened before. <laughs> Separated from the family? 
separated right yeah it's very rare yeah I can't recall any like vacation where I didn't share something with my family I get right. well not even that because like I went to y'all fest in 2019 and I still shared a room with three different people <laughs> yeah yeah like I don't think it, it also has to because like I mean we're not exactly rich so it's not like we have the option to just um exactly like go and and, and be completely alone oh yeah it's a whole other level of, of fantasy in my in my head Mm-hmm. that's why reading about it or watching it in a movie or something is just so mm -hmm. much better they just you know we just have to ignore all the issues that we might have with it and just enjoy it along the way and go with them on the trip or something exactly so let's talk about the book the first book uh, is called Scandal in the VIP Suite it's by Nadine Gonzalez she is a uh, Haitian author or a, an author of Haitian descent which is really cool and so the book that I chose has a sort of vacation trope but I guess I'm sort of stretching that definition of vacation because it's almost like the protagonist is on a writer retreat kind of but let's let me break it down a little bit so the story centers Nina Taylor who is also a, a woman of like Haitian descent but she also talks of like having mixed heritage from like different Caribbean islands and so she is in Miami in a luxury hotel who's like has a lot of historic uh, background and she decides to go there to sort of decide what her next move is because she sort of had this one hit literary wonder because she wrote a memoir about her mother who was who was a uh, Broadway star and so she goes there to sort of deal with her grief about like losing her mother but also to sort of figure out I don't know what's right next because I had this big hit and I'm going to write something different, writing articles and all these things. She's a freelance writer. And so she is at this hotel. She wants to check into the like the, the, the most expensive suite in the hotel. And when she gets there, the receptionist is like, actually, you can't get the suite we're re relocating you to a different suite because a very rich actor has reserved the suite and we decided to give it to <laughs> um of course nina is uh scandalized she's like what the fuck i am here to write my fucking novel the, no the novel to end all novels um <laughs> and as she is making her way to the to her new room she finds that the the suite that she had reserved uh was sort of like the door was open or, or something and she decides to like take a peek into the room and sort of reminisce on what she missed oh my god <laughs> gonna miss. and when she uh is like lounging in the on the bed just like thinking about like oh my god This is what I was supposed to be 
enjoying. In walks Julian Knight. He's sort of a B-list actor at this point. <laughs> um, but he's like a very dashing, handsome man of color. Uh, and he's like, um, you're in my suite with like a very pronounced British accent. And she's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But also you stole my room for no reason. Uh, and her. he's like, well, this suite has two rooms. Why don't we share it? I don't mind. You are going to like keep to your side of the suite. I'll, I'll keep to my side of the suite. And she's like, I guess. And she's like, oh my God, he's so hot. And of course, even though this sort of like, there's a lot of enmity here, they both find each other super hot. And there's still some like awkward moments, of course. But then they like kiss, have a very passionate moment. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, things escalate from there. He like, hires her to rewrite a script that he's been sort of trying to pitch to different to to different production companies and stuff and she becomes his creative partner um and of course where work and love uh intersect there's about to be drama and there is a lot of drama that ensues but there's a lot of interspersed sweet and passionate moments and yeah it's a it's a pretty good book that sounds, sounds cool. really good i was i was gonna ask is it like because i don't know why the title kind of reminds me of those harlequin books that are like really short yeah kind of it books. is a harlequin book Oh, hello. But it has like that really, those really hot covers, like this really sexy lady and stuff like that. It's it's a very hot co book cover, not gonna lie. I'm gonna show it to you, to the, to the, to the class. Ooh. Listeners, yeah. the cover is hot. <laughs> yeah. Like it'll, it'll be in, on, on our, on our announcement post, but they can like do their research. Um <laughs> Because they're smart. Our listeners are smart. And yeah, it, it's a pretty good book. There's a scene, like, and I'm going to expose myself here because they're, they're in a semi-public space, like, Ooh. having, like, full-on <laughs> I love those scenes so much. I love them. I don't know if I would ever dare to, like, you know, try that. But I love reading them in book because it's, like, so hot. Yeah, it's it's all about the like the riskiness. Like, oh my god, we're gonna get caught. That's kind of hot. Um, I think my my lawyer brain would be like, oh my god, I'm gonna get jailed. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, I'd rather read or 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 see it on TV or something. Come on, Marianne, you know the law. You know how to <laughs> she does know the let's law. Go, let's go, baby. I know the law. I know the law. <laughs> but yes, it's like. They're, I think they're in the roof of the hotel, like overlooking the whole uh, sort of resort of sorts. And they like start making out and it escalates from there. Uh, and it, it's a very hot scene to read. 
good for them highly recommend good, good for, for them. them i will add it to my ever-growing tbr once yeah. again the, i add more yeah. books to my tbr the the one thing that if i had to like criticize like there's a there's some things that obviously when you have a, a protagonist who isn't like rich um and a love interest who has means uh there's some friction there um and you know julian can be kind of an asshole sometimes um and that's the one one of the things that i had qualms with uh and the other thing is that because nina is sort of estranged from her family uh after the passing of her mom and the fact that i think her dad is an absent father i think mm -hmm. if i remember correctly there's a lot to do with her connecting with her um paternal family that also lives in miami and she's very hesitant about uh connecting with that family and there's a lot of discussions about like being enough of like feeling enough of mm -hmm. like Haitian enough or like Caribbean enough and that's obviously great but sometimes you know my qualm had more to do with the fact that the protagonist goes to a family gathering uh like finally decides to connect with them and goes to a sort of party with uh, with her family. And she spends the majority of the time there hardcore judging them. It felt bad to read about personally um, yeah. because you're seeing a family that's like very open and charismatic and having fun with each other and, and like being like themselves and the protagonist is like I can't be over the top like them and I will never be like them uh and it's it it felt a little bit out of place the the things that I uh found a little bit off-putting yeah because of course there's a big uh argument that separates the protagonists and the love interests for a while and I felt like it was something that Julian did wrong. Um, I felt like he needed to atone a bit more before they got back together because they did it in a very sort of public way, that way that they get back together. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, the first sort of, uh, I want to say like two thirds of the book are very good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still recommend it, I, I would assume. I do. So, so yeah. Yeah, I do. exactly. I do recommend it. And I, I want to read uh, her next book, which is called What Happens in Miami. Because oh. it sounds... It, it has, like, a sort of heist aspect to it. And I'm, I'm looking respectfully. It came out in June. It came out in June. It's, like, he she is an art forger and the guy is looking for his grandfather's painting and he's like 
there's an art for they're trying to like make money off Ooh. of my grandfather uh so it's this sort of cat and mouse sort of thing that sounds spicy Nadine Gonzalez definitely read or I mean watched a couple of telenovelas in her time <laughs> that sounds like straight out of a telenovela exactly. and I and love that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I'm all over it yeah I I, I'm looking forward to like finding it and reading it because I enjoyed her the the first book, um, and yeah, it was fun. Uh, <laughs> speaking of fun, Paola, do you want to talk to us about your book because it's also set in Miami? Oh, oh no, they 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 show up at Miami International, exactly. but it starts in Miami. Yeah, it starts in Miami. In an alternate universe, they cross paths in some way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and it's by Real C. Adams. It's Love Scammed. The, the cover is also hot. This is about, this is between Monet and uh, Hudson. And their best friends are together. And they believe that that they should be together. Like Mo, the, their best friends believe that Monet and Hudson should be together. So they set them up on a blind date because both of the best friends are rich. They're very well off. And so they set them off on a, on a blind date to go, uh, I, I guess, to meet Miami International Airport to go to Turks and Caicos, which is an island in the Caribbean near the Bahamas <laughs> for context and let's do a geography lesson right now <laughs> <laughs> exactly I was looking it up like is it near the Bahamas so that I can say it's near the Bahamas <laughs> <laughs> um, and it is so hot and the thing that I really enjoyed about it the most I know I'm just like jumping straight to what I liked um, but um Monet is very reluctant to going on the blind date because she didn't know, like neither of them knew that they were going off on a blind date. Uh, Monet thought that she was going on a trip, her friend, and the other guy thought that he was going with Frank, with his cousin, because they're friends, but they're also cousins, obviously. Um, and turns out that the friends set them up um, because... Um, they really believe that Hudson is the right man for Monet because Monet has had a little, bit, a little bit of a bad past with men and, you know, her quote-unquote choices uh, with men. So Monet is very reluctant because, you know, there's baggage there and she doesn't know if she really wants to uh, test the waters with this guy. She's like, I'm just going to Um, I'm just going to enjoy the vacation, but I'm not going to spend any time with this guy. And so as they start to get to know each other, obviously she finds him extremely hot and things happen. And oh my God, like this was the first book that I was supposed to read for Read What You Got, which was a readathon mm -hmm. um, that consisted of like September 1st to September 22. But then something about the month overwhelmed me 
And I was like, I have to finish this in time for <laughs> the podcast. And I finished it today. Oh, and wow. Nice. If you, my friends here, Mariana and Adriana, follow me on my private Twitter. And yesterday I was craving some touch. And this did not help because <laughs> this book is extra hot and it made me so freaking H-O-R-N-Y. <laughs> I'm upset about that, but the book is really great. Um, and I could definitely see it as a big budget movie because like they're at the beach and obviously their friends and they themselves are well off um but the the trip is paid for like everything that they do is going to be paid for by their friends um and the food they eat the places they go it all sounds so expensive and i just want to see it on screen luxurious you wanted to see all the like inexperience all the the rich the rich yes (laughs) yes And I just love Rilsey Adams. Her books are great. They're all Black romance books, which means that both of the leads are Black. And oh, I do, the way she describes their, I, the way she describes her characters, like they're both hot. Like it's just so annoying that they're both hot. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm here yearning. But yeah. That's my sexually frustrated review <laughs> of Love Scammed by Real Seattle. <laughs> Did they know each other before or or is it like them meeting right now? No, it's the first time that they, that they're meeting because uh, Monet's friend has been trying to set her up with this guy, with Hudson, for a really long time, but Monet does not want to. And it's partly like her friend's fault because she won't like sell it. She won't like tell her more about him yeah I, I don't know but it's uh it's amazing and it's really like on a whole other level of fantasy vacation romance but I loved it I loved every minute of it and I it was just like two hot black people falling in love at the beach at Turks and Caicos like it was great <laughs> it sounds great What I love about vacation books also is that you just want to go where they go. I want to go to those places. And especially mm-hmm. when they when they talk about the food, when they talk about like the historical thing, I'm like, take me, take me there. Let's go. Yes. Yes. I was like, when is my best friend going to set me up <laughs> on a blind date so that I can spend their money with the person I I'm currently in love with like what the fuck it wouldn't even be a blind date I know yeah. exactly who I want to go on vacation with but you know hmm. wink wink mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We need to get like mm-hmm. really filthy rich friends my messy is BTS <laughs> <laughs> um, all I'm saying is that Jungkook has a lot of money and he should Send us some. I mean, Jungkook, um, he doesn't even need to pay for someone else. He can just pay for himself to go with you, Adriana. That would be a, a good exchange, right? I mean... I'm, I'm picturing it. I'm loving <laughs> it. I am living for it. Listen, I had a, a friend 
whose parents had money because I did go to a private school. So there were people who had money and she was like always going on trips and shit. Did it make her any less of a shitty friend? (laughs) And they didn't take you, Adriana, the audacity. Uh, No, I didn't go anywhere with uh, her. Uh, But yeah, it was always something. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Paola, did you wanna did you wanna say something else? Uh, just very quickly, this book has a content warning for a uh, 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 brief mention of emotional and physical abuse, and that happens on chapter twenty five. Oh, thank you for that. Cool. Important content you. Uh, warnings are important. Yeah. I actually like that most indie, sorry to, you know, derail the conversation, but I like that a lot of indie authors speci- specify about the content warnings and in which cap um, chapters they appear, because it's yeah. not something, it's like, ah, oh, sexual violence, done. And I'm like, okay, but where, you know? So yeah. that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's good. I like that. But yes, yes. Um, moving on. Speaking of the rich. My book is called For Vacation Only by Mila Nix. And it's like it has a trope where one person is like filthy rich and the other person is not. Uh, This book is about Blake Mulligan. And he is the first character like that we see. He gets left at the altar and it's like kind of ridiculous the way he's left because he he just... um, (laughs) Before the wedding is go- taking place, he's at the venue and he sees a place card. And like in the place card, uh, his fiance says like, I can't do this. I'm going to go on a trip. See you later. Whatever. Bye. And like, that's literally the opening scene of the book. Blake Mulligan, he's like, let's say the richest man in the world, I guess, ugh, Bezos or whatever. Um <laughs> Blake Mulligan would be the equivalent of Bezos' son in that universe, but uh, these like his father is like a banker or something. I get yeah, he's also mor- morally corrupt. I would assume, <laughs> but yeah. So Blake's money is from his parents, but he is like, like he he spends it all on charities and stuff. So he's not well seen on in his family because of that. So he has like this kind of complex about him, like uh, that he has to like please his family because he's not living up to their expectations. So when his fiance leaves him at the altar or leaves him before the wedding, which is also a fiance that he got set up with because through his family, um, he kind of feels lost and out of place. So he decides to go on the honeymoon that he had planned with her by himself. And the honeymoon is a cruise, a 14-day cruise through the Mediterranean. And it's like a very fancy, super expensive cruise. So he goes by himself. And the very first, uh, I think it's the first day. I don't... uh, what are details um the first day or whatever (laughs) he actually uh attends an opening show or something and he sees 
the most beautiful girl with a very enchanting voice. And that is our other protagonist. Her name is Jubilee Collazo. And she has like, like purple hair and a beautiful voice. And, and she also like, she has a, she has a job like the Black Canary in the, in, I don't know if y'all seen um, Harley Quinn. I, I, yeah yeah so you know that's that the cabaret singer and that sort of thing though that's what jubilee does on the cruise so he sees her and he instantly like gets captured by her or whatever and so that's how they um after she sings and the night ends she goes to the bar to get a drink and he's there and then they hit it off or whatever so the book like I said, it's a cruise through the Mediterranean and the author goes into detail about like the different stops the cruise makes and uh, like the way that these two characters like start to interact with each other and whatnot is because Jubilee um, says, oh, I can give you a tour about the different stops because I, I've been here so many times that uh, I basically know them like from the back of my hand. Yeah, so she decides to give him a trip uh, a little tour through all these different stops and you they give you descriptions of the food of the historical monuments and you feel like you're walking through the places with them um, in my review when I finished the book I said that this was like a Hallmark movie and it's like it's honestly if you were if if you're a loyal listener you you probably know I mentioned Hallmark all the time <laughs> but it's <laughs> Like mm -hmm. it, it feels like this a lot because it's very sweet, very like, I would say superficial in the sense that it just, it's not about the traumas or anything. It's like straightforward, these two people who like each other and just like, you know, interact with each other and like each other. So let's keep ha passing time together and whatnot. Uh, it's, it's very low stakes. I really like this one. It was like very refreshing. I think it doesn't get like, full you know five stars or whatever from me because at the last part it um the last part revolves around misunderstandings multiple oh. misunderstandings and it's I don't know it's kind of annoying when you have so many because uh yeah so in one misunderstanding she just hears like half of a conversation and she assumes something and the other part is like they both get mixed messages and and they're like okay so I guess you don't like me or whatever and it's like annoying oh, you know yeah it's annoying that feels a little too YA sometimes and it also feels like so like I know the book is very uh like I said before it's kind of low stakes and everything but these sort of misunderstandings felt just too much of a like a caricature as of of sorts like they didn't feel too real you know and so Blake Blake I gotta say I've read a lot of heroes this year I love Blake um They describe him. They describe <laughs> him as Superman, right? Like he looks like Superman. He's very beefy. He has like the little curl, the blue eyes, whatever. He's adorable. He's oh a beefcake, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's Henry Cavill. Basically, he, he looks like Henry I guess Cavill. he would look like Henry Cavill because everyone calls him Superman, I guess. And Ooh. and look, I'm 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 breathing deeply because he is the most beta hero i've met this year oh, he is we love a sim yes he is just <laughs> a simp he is a beefcake but also a cinnamon roll he's like a himbo i would say i just i like him so much um 
he's always really awkward like one of the first scenes we see between him and jubilee he like has toilet paper stuck to his shoe and he's like walking around with that and he makes so many dumb mistakes because he's always um you know he's always been rich he has these privileges or whatnot so when he makes these mistakes he's like oh let me pay let me throw wads of money at it because that's how I resolve all my problems and she's like no that doesn't work like that and it's just he's he's adorable he's adorable he's an awkward little pigeon he's not like an arrogant type of rich he's just like a very ignorant baby (laughs) type of rich (laughs) it's not too okay it's not like to yeah I don't want to infantilize him but it just felt like he was just so out of touch but not in the very arrogant way but in like oh my god now that you say this I understand and I'm sorry I didn't see it that way before things like that like he was very mm. down to earth willfully ignorant yeah yeah <laughs> let's let's go with that but he has like a heart of gold and he would always try to like he never felt make made the protagonist jubilee feel like inadequate on the other hand he would Um, like if she felt that way and if he like picked up on it or something he would go out of his way to make it her feel better and whatnot and it was really sweet it was very cute and also jubilee i liked her a lot um her mom is puerto rican so i guess she's like uh she's puerto rican as well i don't know second third i don't i don't know anymore (laughs) what are numbers Mm -hmm. but yeah so she has puerto rican heritage and because she's a singer you know it's it's kind of a complicated relationship because her mom is like oh you should have gone to study you should have done this so throughout the book we see kind of these struggles within her about disappointing her mom versus going for her dreams and it's it's really heartwarming I would say to see the development throughout the book like I said before it's very Hallmark movie-ish. So the villains are like these stereotypes. I would say they're very uh, caricature-like villains. Like, you know, mm-hmm. they, they do evil stuff. Like, for example, leave you at the altar. And then when you're moving on, oh, no, wait, wait, mm-hmm. I think I do love you or whatever. Or And it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it was funny. This book made me laugh a lot of times, which is, it, it felt like a nice rom-com a, like a very how would I say a palate cleanser kind of rom-com and I really liked it I do recommend it and I believe there's gonna be a second one uh and yes yes that was my book Ooh. Ooh. is the second one gonna be like a, within the same universe or the same character the or... second one I think because it was like announced at the end of the ebook not necessarily like I haven't seen anything else mm. about it but it says that it will be about the protagonist's sister uh because oh, the sister okay. is like a lawyer she's all she's always these um by the way this this is a traveling series I guess it's about traveling and going abroad and stuff so her sister is like this big hotshot lawyer she's a workaholic or whatnot and she she one day decides like oh my life is like going nowhere except work so I'm gonna go abroad and do something else and she meets a guy there or whatever like that's the 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 summary so this is gonna be a vacation series which is really cool Paola were you gonna say something no I was just going to ask if it was the 
the book with the really cute illustrated cover that you showed us the other day yeah yeah the cover is very cute the like it's like a black woman with purple curly yeah. hair and a guy a white guy with like superman looks it was <laughs> very nice yeah like that's it literally describes a scene in the book where they're like walking through a port town i don't oh, remember if it was like neat. italy or rome or, or something like that yeah rome is in italy yes so <laughs> i study law and i not geography um so as i was saying <laughs> Again, i did not study <laughs> A geography lesson in the middle of a geography one. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, uh, and the illustrator is the same. Who They've done like a lot of different romance book covers. I think they did uh, Sweet Hand. Oh, no. Didn't they do Make a Scene? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same. Artist. Artist. Oh, that's good. I'll like. I'll probably put it in the description yeah. when when the episode comes out. Uh, I was gonna say normally I don't. I've been kind of tired of illustrated covers lately. I mean, I've I've talked to you mm -hmm. all about it, but um, I really like this one because it felt different. You know, it's not only the two mm -hmm. characters and that's it. It gave you like a background and it felt. I felt like, like I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, felt like yeah. it went with the story. And a few, my problem with a few illustrated covers is that it, it's just like, I don't know, it, it doesn't give off the vibe of the story or something like that. So, yes. I like the premise a lot because I, you know, cruise ships, uh, I've, I've been on uh, some cruise ships um, and they're very fun to imagine like fictional stories in because there's a different change of scenery in different ports uh, and it's all different cultures, I guess, depending on the type of cruise that you're uh, doing. Mm -hmm. um, I've only been on Caribbean cruises, so, uh, but Yeah, it's very fun to imagine it. It's, and like, even if you want to write a scene set in a cruise, in just the cruise, there's so many options for you to like write cute scenes. Even if it's like at the mini golf <laughs> course or uh, like at the gym and in the, in the cruise or like at the pool There's all these different, like, scenes. I don't know. It's just, like, so dreamy, too. Like, it's a great escape. I never really, I don't know. Sometimes I don't understand what people mean by I read for escapism. And then I read this book and I was mm -hmm. like, it, it's this one. It's, the, it's this kind of book <laughs> that I read for escapism. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like this one is also very escapist what yeah. is english what are english words but yes this book felt like mm -hmm. a trip for me like i felt like i was walking through the streets with these characters or i was experiencing these things with them because it was it was very well detailed and also because it just it felt very fun you know 
Uh, sometimes yeah. we don't want some, I love the angst, but sometimes I just, I just don't want it <laughs> because I don't want to feel that much, you know? So with this one, it was nice. I mean, the only relative angst was like, I am rich. Like you are rich and I am not rich. And when the cruise <laughs> ends, you're leaving and I have to keep uh, working here. So we'll, we'll be long distance and we'll be separated because I work mostly here and, and you, you have things to do, you know, with your father and stuff. So how will we be together? And it was very nice. It was very nice. I recommend it. Quickly, would you be interested in fall? falling in love in the midst of a vacation i think my, my answer is yes, yes. like period. yes yes if it especially if it's someone who uh is from the same place as i come from and like i don't want long distance i don't want someone you know like different countries it does so it seems too complicated for me i don't want that kind of i want to be held yeah we can't do that long yeah true If it's like on a coincidence, we are in the same sort of uh, vacation tour. Then yes. Yeah, me too. Same, um, same, same, same. And that's my, that's my thoughts. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, yeah, yeah. Long distance, <laughs> too hard. No. Yes, I mean, Paola, we know your, we know your struggle, Paola. I mean, yeah, <laughs> if I have to, but. But I would prefer for it not to be, you know, long distance. But yeah, like falling in love, exploring another country, or even if it's just like the beach, mm -hmm. I would die. I, it would be great. I think what's fun about a vacation yeah. romance, like the, the thought of maybe being in one is that, you know, I personally do not go out much. I am my hermit in my little study cave. And if I'm on vacation and I, and I happen to meet like, I don't know, the love of my life or something, it would be nice. It would be great. And like Adri, I think... Killing two birds with one stone. Exactly. Two birds with one stone. I went out yeah. once and I met someone. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the one time I go out and I get a, a, a romance. Yay for me. And like, yeah, like Adri, I don't think I could, I would do long distance because I am needy. I have needs. I must be held <laughs> at all times <laughs> or I will dissolve. So yeah, I, if I'm going to meet someone, it has to be someone from here. Exactly. So let's, let's wrap up. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. I hope you all had a good time listening to us uh, talk about vacations, even though uh, Mariana and I live in a tropical island. That We live where you vacation. Vacation, Penguin. yeah. And uh, Paola lives in a Latin American country that also is very frequented by tourists. Please don't come here. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> do not travel here um and yeah where quickly where can we find each other you can find me at buddy Reads anywhere uh paula <laughs> uh you can find me at gerrer that's g-u-e-r-r-e-r-a-w-r uh on twitter and on instagram i have a blog called love paola you can also find me on youtube and I interview authors on my YouTube channel 
it's great. I have a fun time. First of all, Paola, how are you alive? We have so many things. Oh my God. I'm not alive. <laughs> how is your brain working? <laughs> um, I don't know. Can you find me? Am I am I anywhere? I don't know. You 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 talk about Paola being busy as if you're not busy. <laughs> yeah, at all. exactly. I'm like Mariani's the busiest one of all. That's why I say, dream. can you even find me? Do I exist anymore? Is that a thing? <laughs> we're, we're going back into For, existential crisis here. Forever in our hearts, R.I.P. <laughs> But yeah, like, uh, I have a social media, uh, Twitter. I have a Twitter. Um, yes, you can find me at yeah. Bukish Boricua. And I have a link on my profile with all my other social media things. Just find me there. Um, and yes, that is all from my part. Thank you so much for listening. You can also follow our podcast at Mapping the Tropes on Instagram and Mapping Tropes on Twitter. And please share, rate the podcast, uh, leave us a review and subscribe to us because we need it. Uh, not need it, but like, it <laughs> we like the validation. We need great. that, of course. Yeah, we do. We do. Okay, you can contact us via email on mappingthetropes at gmail.com if you have trope ideas or things you believe we should cover or if you would like to get in touch with us. Uh, next episode will be out in two weeks and we will be talking about billionaire romances. Money, money, money. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Thank you for listening. This was Mapping the Tropes, baby. Oh, baby. Let's go. Woo!